Don't be afraid of being something more. It improves posture. You're searching to be more, you're searching to learn more, you're searching to do more. It's a call to action. It's a call for ownership. A means to really live, whatever that means to you. Welcome to the show. All right, hello and welcome to Live a Larger Life, uh, or the Live a Larger Life show. Uh, you may immediately recognize that uh, it's just me. Yeah, it's uh, the holiday season and uh, everyone is dispersed. And so it's just uh, Emma and I. Uh, we're just reminiscing on the, uh, the way that things got done around here in the past. Uh, we were the base support of that. So uh, if you're a CCP coach, you know, all those videos, the whiteboard stuff, the, not the, not the light board, the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, the pain that was involved in that one. <laughs> have to take a second uh, to, uh, to appreciate par parts of me that died up in that room uh, next to that whiteboard, sweating it out um, with Emma. Yeah, looking into that camera and no one on the other side. <laughs> Do you remember me saying that? There's no one there and that was what makes it so painful. Uh, yeah, so it's just me today. Um, I'm going to run this uh, show uh, the way it should be. It's episode 12, I think. Uh, is this correct? Episode 12. I feel like Emma is my um, my Joe Rogan's uh, buddy. What's his name? Anyways, you're going you're gonna to have to search things up, Emma, as I'm going here. It's like, get, get Google out and check and see if those facts are correct. That's what it seems like right now. This is episode 12 of the Live a Larger Life show. And, um, yeah, what's going to happen today is uh, I'm just going to have a, an opening conversation and uh, a finishing uh, monologue that you can find in uh, LearnRx for those who are uh, subscribed or uh, members. Right? Members? Yeah, they're members. Members of the group. Um, in case you don't know what LearnRx is and uh, you haven't been on the Internet or know what OPEX is, uh, that's our place of uh, where we wanted to play the game uh, really around the masterclass concept and idea. Uh, this opportunity to allow a lot of people within the OPEX community who we feel have skills that should be shared um, and uh, knowledge that should be shared um, that only they uniquely can give. Uh, we have a platform for that, and uh, it has lots of stuff in there. Uh, things from um, breathing to uh, rehabilitative things to uh, nutrition, uh, pregnancy. That's all. It's a host of host of things in there. So you'll find my monologues in there as well. Uh, top rated show within LearnRx, of course. I mean. I mean, I don't like to brag about the percentages of uh, how many people watch that versus all the other ones. It's like 94 out of 100 scores. Anyways, it's not a big deal, but you'll find my monologue in there, um, and uh, you'll, you'll it'll be uh, it'll be coming up at the end of our show today. Uh, because I'm by myself, 
I will share, and it's the time of the year that we give thanks. Um, instead, I'm going to express my grievances to my co-hosts um, and just take a couple minutes to do that. Georgia. <laughs> I was just waiting for her. You know, that's how she's going to see this seat on the other side. Um, I really don't like jujitsu. I mean, I don't know any other way. <laughs> Emma's falling over here. Um, I'm kidding, but I'm not. Uh, but uh, um, I really like, uh, well, I can't do that because it's all grievances. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Candace, you're too kind. It just, it's like, I don't know. I, sometimes the kindness overwhelms me and uh, I can't deal with it. Um, it's a grievance. And Carl? Um, yeah, you gotta let your you gotta let you gotta grow your hair out. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta let you gotta grow your hair out so you can let your hair down. Now that's a that's um what is that? That's a saying. It's I'm not being literal with that, but I am, if you know what I mean. Like it's gotta get all like messy. You gotta come in some days just like, you know, hanging over an eye, you know. Um, don't match your shoes with your shirt, you know, like, there we go. So I have the mic today, and so I'm allowed to do this. And so I'm going to share my grievances because that's, as you know, that's my, uh, that's my tilt, you know. I'm not always talking about uh, optimistic things within the rainbows and butterflies within the world of fitness. So uh, why not, uh, why not start there? Um, but as I do, when I do have my own specific area within the podcast uh, for conversation, which I really do appreciate um, having the opportunity to do that, um, I always start with uh, the All-American. And I wanted to rehash or uh, remind uh, the listeners, all 200 of you, 201 actually, that um, of why we do that. And uh, the All-American Award was uh, created as a, um, numerous different reasons, but as a reminder for what our uh, closest, uh, closest uh, portions of our mission was for this show, um, you know, which was to uh, get a little bit more, um, I guess you could call it local, and to start taking care of and really speaking to um, people that are around us that are really interested in what we have to do. And, um, you know, that is, that is in America. And it, it's, it, you know, again, I, I don't feel any uh, remorse whatsoever of not saying, you know, what's my all global award? Well, maybe that's to come. You know, maybe in 20 years, but uh, we're, we're, we're coming back and, and we're going to work from this uh, headquarters outward um, to myself, my co-hosts, our team in OPEX and our, our OPEX gyms and our CCP coaches and our families. And, and we're going to spread within this country that idea. Um, and we're hoping that it spreads outside of it, but we just felt that we wanted to take care of stuff that's... Uh, that's right next to us and right in front of us. Um, I could speak 
you know, for a longer period of time of all the positive ideals that, that also come with that American uh, language. Um, but uh, we'll save that for another time. The All-American this week is Melissa Gitron. And I don't even know if I pronounced your name correctly. <laughs> and as I finish here with the story of our All-American Award, this will make the fact that I'm not even sure if I pronounced her name correctly more humorous for all of our experiences we've had together. But uh, she is my uh, All-American uh, this week uh, for her, well, it's directly attributed to uh, her contributions um, and the challenges that I proposed uh, to her and with her on uh, spreading the good word around fitness and how it applies to sex and relations. And so we've started a podcast together. It's called Fitness in Relations. Um, and that's why uh, she gets the All-American Award this week. Uh, is uh, Those are some big uh, steps for both of us. Um, we really felt that uh, there needed to be more conversation out there that's, let's say, a little bit more uh, in-depth and broad for what we cover here on Live a Larger Life Show or what I've spoken about. Um, it, uh, it comes off of a five- or six-week uh area where we did OPEX gyms calls, G-Y-M-S calls, uh, to all of our OPEX licenses. And uh, for about six weeks, we really tackled some, let's call it backroom, really pertinent, timely topics for today in this area. And we all left uh, both um, exhausted, but also exhilarated. Um, and so this is where it comes from. And uh, uh, Melissa was uh, front and center uh, inside of that. And also, you know, when you come to know her, or if you do know her, uh, she can hold her own uh, with regards to um, her beliefs and where she sits on some of those particular topics that are important for that area of fitness and relations. So congratulations to Melissa uh, for that. Um <coughs> and that's a nice segue uh, to uh, just uh, remembering that I do... Uh, other podcasts. Uh, one is called Fitness in Philosophy. Um, and I'll start with that one because uh, we're on our 50th episode upcoming. And uh, I say that, you know, some robustness inside of that uh, for good reason. I mean, doing 50 episodes on philosophy and how it ties into fitness has been pretty cool, pretty special uh, undertaking. And um, that's with my host, uh, Robbie Guston. Um, and I also do a podcast called Fitness in Youth um, with uh, Dan Young, um, CCP grad, CCP coach, um, uh, an academic um, who's living over in uh, New York City and uh, does work with uh, young folks at uh, OPEX Brooklyn. Um, and so we have conversations that are just the same for that. So now I've got a nice little triangle, uh, but I want to turn that triangle uh, into a tetrad and then uh, maybe like a, you know, a cabal of maybe over time of fitness in blank, fill in the blank episodes of podcasts. I, I, I don't know why, call me uh, crazy, but um, I think it's a good idea. Uh, it allows um, not just myself and my co-host to discuss some really important topics uh, for fitness um, with good intentions, 
but uh, it allows, again, going back to fitness and relations, it allows uh, just more time to be spent on a broad and in-depth topic of each of those areas. You know, so, but uh, I'm looking for other specialists who think that they may be able to uh, team up with me where I can act as maybe the middle person with regards to um, the stability that's inside of uh, fitness. And, uh, you know, maybe there'll be a fitness in, uh, in medicine, you know, episode uh, or fitness in medicine podcast upcoming. Maybe not. Maybe fitness in nutrition, you know, um, specifically. So anyways, I uh, just want to make mention of that um, and connecting that to uh, Melissa uh, was a nice, uh, nice one, too, there. Yeah, so what I usually do as well with my check-in is uh, give an update as to what I've been up to. And uh, um, as usual, uh, I'm just doing uh, patterns and pacing. Learner Rex episode, um, product placement. Um, and uh, I did a really long, um, again, a, a subsequent long hike because I've been doing them on every Tuesday morning now. Um, and I really should call them like walkabouts because they feel like, you know, with now that I have intention, like, you know, you put it in the schedule and you dedicate time for it and you're doing research days before, you know, where you're going to go and, and et cetera. Uh, I, I've, I've always seen those opportunities when I get like locked in schedule and I'm experiencing it and I'm out in nature. Um, I really lose myself in nature. Um, I don't know. I think it's those are not my words. Obviously, I'm just jumping on what I've heard other people describe it as. But I'm telling you, that's what happens. And so but I think that's what the traditional walkabout was for. It was an opportunity for people to go and, quote unquote, uh, lose themselves and then find themselves again. And uh, I've been doing that on Tuesday mornings and been loving it. So on this past Tuesday morning, I'm going to we'll see how good I tie in this whole package here today. And so you can let me know afterwards if I tied it all together quite well. But um, so I listened to a bunch of podcasts um, while I was uh, walking this other day. It was uh, over three hours. So as you can imagine, at 1.5 times speed of listening, um, I used to be, you know, I used to have the shirt, you know, two times or death uh, 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 sh sh shirt for podcast listening. Um, and then, like I've learned, I don't know if anyone else is, is in the new club, but um, I feel that 1.5 times is kind of like the center politically. I don't know. Like one times is very like traditional. Two times is very progressive. And 1.5 times is like center. <laughs> Anyways, I'm back in the center because um, I was two times for a while, but I, I was like, you know, I was like this when I was listening. It's like <laughs> just trying to like, you know, store things and kind of and tr trying to jam it. Um, and so I've been gone back to 1.5 times and I've had to deal with all the things that I think about. You know me, I'm thinking about these things, right? I'm like, okay, how many extra hours now is that in my day <laughs> that is going to be extended for, how am I going to get that one in? So anyways, I'm at 1.5 times, and I am I am into it. Um, I'm catching everything. And I just want to say, now that I'm inside there, for all the two-time lovers and the 1.0-time uh, haters of the 1.5ers, I'm telling you, it's a good spot. I'm catching it. So I'm hiking. Long hike. It's a beautiful day. It's in the Sonoran Preserve. I have different routes over there. And you can hike for 20 years over there in different routes and, quote-unquote, lose yourself. And... Uh, this time, 
kind of a meandering, real long one for four or five miles, and then a, you know, an up uphill uh, to what's called Inspiration Point, and then uh, you know back down, and then up over the saddle, and then back down, and up halfway up to Bell Pass, and back down. And those who are in the area would know where I'm talking about, but that added up to ten miles. And um, I listened to to start out. I listened to uh, Victor David Hansen who is a, um, a conservative, um, I guess you would say a conservative, uh, protestant, um, classic, classic historian, classical historian, um, a political pundit. Um, and the way that I describe Victor is he's, he's precise. Um, I'm not, I would say that I'm probably at 80% in regards to, you know, his uh, precision with ideas, um, not 100% with regards to his, um, his maybe his political uh, sway or some things that he uh, really goes down uh, with great arguments with, um, but I really appreciate um, his precision on certain things. And uh, so for a while, I got to listen to him talk about what he predicts to be the, the, the democratic or the future democratic plan. Um, and it's great to hear from his perspective what that would be. Um, and because not, not a lot of, you know, there's just been for a number of weeks now since post-election, just a lot of conversation from, quote-unquote, uh, on the right about what went wrong and then how to, how to reassemble uh, the idea that, we, that they had in mind, let's say, uh, for uh, having Senate and House control. <coughs> for those of you who are not aware, within American politic, um, it was, it was quite a, it's quite an important time. It's quite an important time for America. I've spoken about this before, relative to where you sit. It's just, it's just in the blood, it's in the conversation. Now, some people take it to a really extreme level, and it could be their everyday reason. Um, and there are more milder situations, uh, but it's, it's there, you know. And uh, whether you want to turn away from it, uh, it's very difficult to do it. Anyhow, uh, he gave a great rendition, really, of uh, some ideas as to what the future democratic plan could be, um, seeing that they still have, you know, a uh, portion, let's say, of control for things that move within politics. And um, I don't know, I found it, I found it uh, refreshing. It was the word of the day the other day I used with Melissa, uh, so she's listening and she'll recognize that, but I found it very refreshing to see that uh, there is there is still a glimmer of this middle way forward, if people could just like get together and have conversations and be uh, workhorses and not show horses uh, inside of politics. Um, then I listened to a a fantastic uh, intelligence squared uh, debate, um, and I. I'm going to apologize that I may have the other person's name wrong, um, but it was Camille Foster and Joseph Goldstein. Joseph Goldstein um, represented uh, public radio, and Camille Foster represented, let's call it, the new, the new version of radio, or the new version of media, let's say. And the, the, what they were debating was that um, you know public radio, I'm not sure the exact date, but it was, it was losing its relevance. Um, and as you can imagine, for both of those parties, there's, you know, there's some, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of challenges inside of that. And, uh, and how do you deal with that? And so how that, uh, resonated for me 
um, or just listening to this back and forth was I think I, I really appreciate the fact that I could, uh, number one, walk and not trip up and die. Uh, number two, uh, really, really pull myself back from the positions that each person were, were taking and really listen to uh, what they were taking and what they were trying to get from the particular topic, you know. So you can imagine, you know, Mr. Goldstein's perspective, right, that, I mean, he he really does feel that uh, public radio uh, is like a, a, a big answer to a lot of problems, you know, and you could really hear it, you know. Um, and Camille on the other side um, talked about, you know, progressive ideas of media and also the darker side of this vast information pool that uh, people have now. And, um, and of course, all the, you know, he found it was very easy pickings for Camille to be able to, to say, like, man, this is how media is perceived today. And this is what's going on in media, you know, so you can imagine with that dagger and pulled out, uh, Mr. Goldstein had a, uh, had a real tough time. But anyways, I was able to walk and like look at from each side saying that, yeah, you know, this is true. We are in 2022 and this is how information is shared. But I also, uh, you know, do remember the positive impacts of having, you know, just a few voices, um, a few voices that you could trust and a few voices that you felt like you kind of knew, you know. Um, and, uh Maybe for another time, I could reminisce over who those were for me particularly. Uh, no one on here would or listening would recognize those voices, but um, they were some Canadian media, um, you know, juggernauts, really. That was our, quote-unquote, Walter Cronkite, or I'm not sure who the British version was for your day, but you probably had a, a couple as well. It was, it was just these individuals that, and then they kind of split into like, you know, Tom Brokaw, Dan Rather, and then there's a couple of other options, but, you know, uh, and of course, alongside of that was public radio, right, or C-SPAN and, and these areas of getting media. My whole point here is that I'm walking and I'm out in nature, I'm listening to this, and I'm really trying to take, take an angle from both sides, and it's a great, it's a great way to grow your mind for you to be able to because uh, I listened as the end of the day I would have I would have voted uh, agree in agreement with Camille okay for his arguments and etc and all the the crap that's inside current media today but I was able to like look at both sides and really really come to see some things and then I listened to uh, uh, the realignment episode um, which I've I've uh, quoted here before or you know, given links to, and this was with uh, Marshall was the only person that was uh, hosting today, and he hosted uh, David Sachs. Last name is S A X. It's a different David Sachs that some may know, but um, I got to listen to a really strong argument on uh, the analog world. So this is a person that just wrote, wrote a book talking about all of the challenges and the uh, the problems that are inside of the um, the new digital world and of course you can Im imagine me listening into this um, being born in 1974 and developing my brain and my physical body through that you know uh, visceral tactile space uh, pre-digital world and now developed a business and myself as an older person and a family in a digital world, you could probably see how excited I was during that 
60 minute, well, if it's 1.5 times, anyways, 40 minutes, 40 minute episode of listening to him talk about all the positive things that we still have to connect to for the analog world. Um, and I just found it, uh, um, again, I don't know the world word uh, enlightening, but it, it, it validated what I know to be true inside of that uh, strength of uh, being in person with people and uh, having direct contact with other individuals and uh, just seeing all the, you know, all the uh, positive things that come with that, like the, the in-person communication. And so, of course, you can imagine inside of that was all the, you know, of course, the bad mouthing of Peloton, which I was smirking at for five minutes. Um, but the Peloton representing a concept which we know, which we know within fitness, right? It's like, oh, you know, don't worry, we're all in our homes. We have Peloton. You know, it was an indication of the big tech world that just came inside of us at times where we just really needed to be actually very personal with other people and personal with ourselves. And we saw, you know, that coming inside. It, they talked about, of course, education and all the failures that were inside of the, let's call it the tech education platform, um, near and dear to our heart, right, and what we do. Um, but, uh, you know, they spoke about, you know, all the the requirements for children to get back in position and all these conversations, even artists, I'm hearing all the time now, artists saying, like, I heard, what was her name? I listened to it on uh, uh, the Pushkin podcast, uh, Broken Record. Um, and darn, I wish I could tell you who she was is a new artist that just during covid really got freaked out and uh spent two years alone like in a cabin uh because of the whole thing you know you gotta respect that and then she broke down talking about her coming back and being in front of a couple hundred people and like playing music again of stuff that she learned when she was in her cabin like i mean that that that's the answer i mean that that is it right there nothing nothing is gonna make you recognize this quote-unquote power of the analog world um, unless you hear stories like that, uh, and w which we're all experiencing now. I just wanted to give you an indication of, a, of an artist who was, who was going through that. Anyways, that was on the realignment. And I'm still going here. I hope you're s connecting all the dots as to what I'm, what I'm picking here. Um, then I listened to, uh, it was actually Kara Swisher and her, counter her, her co-mingler, um, uh, interviewing the new CEO of CNN. And so if you see all the through lines here with regards to uh, this side or that side, uh, with regards to politics, with regards to media, um, it was a very honest, uh, if you know Kara, um, you know, she, she, turns, she doesn't turn everyone, you know, uh, the right way. But one thing she really is good at is asking questions. Her questions sting um, because she could uncover a bunch of these, like, hard things that people, um, anyway, she finds a way to ans ask the question while inside the question, it's kind of like this humorous like dig. And uh, anyways, I just appreciate that. That takes some talent and experience, obviously. Again, same as Victor David Hansen. I'm probably 60% on board with Kara's uh, perspectives politically. And, you know, I think, I think that's all good. But uh, with regards to, you know, her skills of asking questions, it's really good. So she had this new CNN CEO in front of her for 60 minutes. And uh, she drilled them, uh, you know, like really 
picked on him with regards to, um, you know, promising, you know, he, he made some promises to his staff in a town hall that there was not going to be any like quote unquote cuts or layoffs or changes. And then weeks later it happened, you know, and she pulled him on that and asked him like three questions, basically all the same in regards to it. Um, she pushed him a lot on, you know, in comparisons to what other people are doing. She asked hard questions around the lineup of people. But you can just imagine an outside perspective. You're capable of holding this position, right? That CNN is just a thing, right? It's just a thing. If you, you know, I could, I could, I could understand you, how you could see it uh, like extremely hard one way or not even listen to it at all. I could understand that. But just say this, just think this for yourself. Just imagine CNN is just a thing. Now this individual is coming in. Uh, the way I l was able to look at it was to say, man, what kind of, challenge does this person have in place right you just had you just pumped like 300 million dollars into a failed project right that you weren't necessarily the driver of but it just failed so you wanted to create this new cnn plus and the versions of it and etc because you're progressive and you want to be like everyone else and this is what we're going to do because we're a big news station and it failed right tremendously um you do have uh which he did mention a huge a huge uh, leaning political agenda, right? And he even he even said it, which, you know, if you're not aware of it, that was the case. People would say that, uh, you know, what made CNN its its big bump back in 2015 and 16 was Donald Trump. Um, rightly or wrongly, they ran with it, and they ran with it eight hours a day. Um, but he does recognize that that was somewhat of a fault in the loss of its uh, of its trust, and uh, the leadership, which I, you know, that takes balls to be able to say something like that. But of course, it's unfair because he's on the back end of it. But anyways, so he's got a bunch of stuff to deal with. And Kara asked some really good questions. Of that, Anyways, I was able to look back and say, like, uh, you know, imagine taking on that position. Because this is, a, this is a, for all I know, this is a man. This is a man who probably has kids. This is a man who has a relationship. Uh, this is a man who has taken on responsibility of other people's lives for the money that they make and what they do, right? But he is inside of this world of trying to provide, quote unquote, news in 2022, right? When everyone in the room knows that it's, it's honestly just a shit show out there, right? Like, how are you going to get coverage? How are you going to compete against other working groups? You've got this new media platform that's growing, right? You got concepts of journalism that are not being trusted by the majority of the public. Like, you got yourself a, uh, you got yourself a lot of work to do. So anyways, Kara did a great job of asking him all those tough questions. And um, and I got to learn lots from it because I was, again, able to just, you know, see what was happening. And then lastly, of course, to create, um, you know, I guess a, a, a more true connection to what's being offered is that um, if you know me, uh, those who are close to me know that I, I consume a lot, um, either through reading or listening. And uh, I, I like to, as, as hard as it might be for me, I, I do know that I grow when I listen to all sides and all stories. And uh, a, a real simple way, if anyone's interested in, is you could listen to the, uh, the New York Daily um, or New York Times Daily, which uh, I know you and I have uh, kind of uh, talked about before. And you can listen to Daily Wire's update. Um, and if, if you want to... I'm just making a recommendation for how you could see all sides, uh, and most times you're going to see a different side of the exact same story. And so that's why I recommend both of them, because they both companies and groups have different intentions. 
uh, and their intentions are to, uh, whether the listener likes it or not, this is not what they will tell you, is to sway an opinion based upon how the story is being presented, right? So you may say, well, no, they're all just presenting facts, and no, we're past that. We're past that. That's called post-journalism, which is what I'm going to get to. It's tying in this whole thing. Um, so, uh, but I listened to that, and um, I listened to uh, how extreme this is for today as an example where they both discussed uh, a, f uh, a thing that happened, which was a shooting that happened in Colorado in which I believe five people were killed and numerous other people were injured. Um, and the story should have, should have started and ended with that point that I just made, um, that five people were killed and, um, and others were injured. And, but it didn't. So unfortunately, this is why you need to consume and f take time to consume and listen to multiple different aspects of that one singular story because you're not going to see that it's just a story of unfortunately five people who probably have families who could have been a brother and a sister to someone um, it could have been a daughter right it could have been an aunt could have been a best friend to people right that that's the story that should have been shared from these perspectives but it's not so how are you going to be able to yourself come to an understanding of what are the important things that were inside of that particular message of the media that you're listening to. And the only way to do it is to do it from both sides. Now, uh, as I'm saying that I know how difficult it is, you know, depending upon the context of the story or what's inside there, you're not going to, you will never, you will never get to an understanding or making sense of the particular topic unless you do both sides. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to get in bed. It doesn't mean you have to you know, a lean up and like, listen, you know, I'm not saying that. So anyways, this, because they spoke about the shooting and of course you could see it from, you know, one side, um, which was going to talk about all the hate that was derived in people's identity um, that was led by this particular side that caused that particular incident to happen. And then of course they could easily pile on with, um, you know, assault weapons, uh, you know, a bunch of things, okay? So that's how we present. And then over here, it's a, a reactionary approach to, um, you know, mentioning that uh, aren't we lucky that there was a veteran there that basically, you know, held this person down. Um, look how that side is trying to blame our, you know, our uh, well-thought-out uh, agenda against um sex uh, affirmation for eight-year-olds or uh, sex surgeries for kids that are that are too young to even have that conversation or for so it see at the same time they're saying you know uh, look at that other side as to what they're using as a like a base support for how this happened you know and saying like listen there's evil people etc so you see if you if you only listen to this side right imagine if you only listen to this side um, all you see from there is that this country is derived on and is only powered by hate, right? That means that the only way that things, quote-unquote, get done is by us, is by your side who's speaking this, to say you have to hate the concepts of the other side in order to get anything done. Or that's, that's what caused this particular situation, right? And again, 
bad analogy, but they're jumping the gun on it, just like this side is, with saying, like, we have to have a reactionary effect to what they are saying around what happened here. Because there is a lot of blame to place on this side, too, in regards to um, how this whole scenario came about of the conversation of it. Because they could have, you know, um, to uh, steel man this side's argument, they could have just said, listen, this is what happened. These are the facts. And we're not even going to mention exactly how this was portrayed on this side, right? You could just say, this is what happened. These individuals, but, you know, the way media is today um, is probably not going to be allowed. So anyways, um, I listened to that on that entire hike, you know? Um, so why am I saying all that? Well, it's for maybe someone listening in to uh, not to see the topics as being important, but to be able to see that uh, I was practicing and trying to act as um, best I can to some things that I believe in that we should all participate in, which is pacing activity or aerobic activity or walking in nature. Um, see it as that. See it as taking time for yourself, doing a walkabout. Um, maybe over time, you can get as talented as me as well, where you can like walk, not kill yourself and listen to seven podcasts, you know, um, and stay focused. No, it actually is a skill. I kid you not. But anyways, uh, that's what I wanted to tie in was that I was capable of learning a whole bunch of things um, and growing my mind while I was moving. Think about that. That's such a simple notion that we all seem to want to, you know, uh, jump on board with and intensify our actual movement activity thinking that we can't combine that but uh, we can combine those things and uh, maybe I'm just I'm, I'm just uh, uh, waxing on it as an idea of inspiration for people to kind of uh, uh, maybe no one has ever given you to free them to do something like that maybe you never heard about it right where you can 1.5 times it and listen to a bunch of different topics of stuff that could be uncomfortable for you um, but uh, that allows you to go on either side, right? Because uh, whether you like it or not, there are sides. And uh, then you can come to a consensus, right, as to what, what, you, what you see happening. Um, and anyways, I was able to come to a consensus uh, on, uh, let's call it, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't like this, but I was, I was above myself watching myself walk and listen, okay, if that makes sense. Now, this is tying in that whole hike and, and uh, what I wanted to discuss today of my uh, my um, check-in with my readings, I just finished Abe, Abe Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, that was that was fantastic. Uh, there was there was a bunch there inside that uh, wasn't that interesting, and that was just for the time. At the time, it was going to be this is 1917, 1918. So at the time, it was probably interesting to discuss this like pre-war uh, uh, stuff and you know the politics inside. Anyways, I wanted to read about uh, the Emancipation uh, Proclamation. I wanted to read about the Emancipation uh, Energy at the time, and it was really well done um, in perspective. Some things that I didn't know that I learned about uh, were all the pressures from both sides that, uh, uh, that uh, President Lincoln had to go through, that people did not agree with what he proposed to do. Like, he had a lot of dissenters on both sides. You know, um, anyways, that was something super interesting that I picked out that um, just shows you the the depth of, uh, you know, uh, turmoil that a person inside must have to go through when you could see ahead, right? Where you can look ahead and be like, this is not good for us as a country. And this is not good to be treating people this particular way. 
And um, it's even in our notes, in our language, in our books that we talk about, but we're not following orders of it, you know. Uh, so that must be must be quite challenging because I'm sure there's a whole ton of people on both sides there who are looking around going, yeah, this is disgusting, but hey, it works for power, right? And so for him to kind of quash that was very difficult. Anyways, that led me into reading uh, uh, a book. It's called Post-Journalism. And for those who uh, know about uh, a previous book that I read called The Revolt of the Public by Martin Gurry, this is a great addendum to that. So anyone who's on the same thread with me who read that and uh, learned so much um, around, we'll call it the, the digital revolution and the connection uh, or the lack of connection actually from what Martin called the elites relative to the public. Um, this, this book that I just began on post-journalism ties in all of this, right? And it made me, made me question things such as, you know, how do I, so, so from that in starting the post-journalism book, doing the walk, listening through all the information, it makes you recognize just how difficult it is to get good information today. Um, because uh, I'm sure I, I, have I, uh, now that I've just said that, listen, as you know, or maybe you don't know, I've said that a thousand times already, right, in different ways. But it just made me recognize, uh, maybe it made me be a little bit more empathetic, I guess, to individuals who think a certain way. Because I now am a little bit more empathetic to recognize they actually may not have time. They may not have time to do the work uh, of all the information and all the stories that are being shared to them. Because we, we get we get a we get something you know a piece of information and already we have an expectation on our beliefs, right? So if that piece of information doesn't align with your belief. We have so many opportunities to find five different lanes of something that will, with that, with that will stick with our beliefs. You know, there's so many opportunities. So I am a little bit more empathetic after starting post journalism and uh, understanding that and doing a little search. Like I did a search of how do I get Arizona news. You know, it seems like pretty simple, right? Very difficult, very difficult to get news that is just particular to Arizona. Um, of course. Now that I, uh, after I did that, you know, I go back and look at the post-journalism historical context of, uh, which was a great story of the printing press changes and then how politics combined with the printing press over time and um, how the paper or what they called at the time, the, the, the rag was the, was the thing that uh, people were going to go to to get, you know, things that are happening, how it changed nations, how it changed like, you know, things across the world, right? Um, and then you just recognize that uh, over the past 30 or 40 years, which tied in, you know, great information of it, that's gone away. That's gone away. Like, honestly, to the point where the, the only reason why it's discussed today is that in different terms, there's different reasons, but there's just older people that are purists that want to hang on to that piece of paper. Um, and they're, you know, everyone, New York Times CEO, um, everyone involved in the papers today are just saying that, listen, we're at the end and we're just hanging on for people who still want to purchase this. Hopefully they don't see, you know, the value that's inside of it because they want to almost, you know, shade them away <clears throat> from this digital platform that's available where they can get this information. Anyways, my whole point there is I want, I want everyone to be able to <clears throat> indirectly try to find a way to get their own news for them for themselves locally um, and for themselves uh, statewide 
um, so that you can really understand uh, what's going on that's important to you because that's that's because that's close to you. Uh, I, I was from uh, Western Labrador in the uh, eastern province of Canada, Newfoundland Labrador, and uh, we used to have a paper that I used to deliver. You know, now I'm just thinking back, like, this is why my biases are for papers, not because I'm old, but because I deliver papers. Um, but I delivered papers for a number of years and uh, slogged on Mondays for hours to deliver what was called the Aurora. It was a newspaper up in Labrador West. Um, and that meant a lot to people, right? People didn't get their information if I didn't... Uh, uh, deliver and I had lots of clippings from my uh, my goals that were scored or you know the leading assists yeah. anyways uh, and so I went to search for it it's not available anymore I can't get news on what's happening in in Labrador West um, so just think about that though right that it's 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 kind of important you know so if I wanted to if I lived back there I would like to have something that was in place and so all the arguments will be well we're on this digital platform now and everyone yeah but you know what's inside of that digital platform is 27 different things that's telling that person in Labrador West to look here for their information right that's so, so for example that that person in Labrador West uh, what's gonna come up in their algorithm is vitriol and hate, right? They're going to get whatever they believe, right? Because the system works this way. They're going to feed them. Remember those two stories of the Colorado shooting? They're going to feed them that in Labrador. That's all they're going to get, right? They're not going to get any information around what's happening. So just think about the, think about the, the minds that this is creating, right? Think about the, the energy that's created. Think about the how people are perceiving media and information for those people that are in Labrador West, just as an example, right? They're just going to see, you know, if it, if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. That's, that's all they're going to see in regards to what's called the global concept of, of media, you know? So anyways, it made, me, it made me appreciate and ask the big question, you know, like, uh, what is local news? What is... Um, what is uh, important to you that's within your neck of the woods? Um, are you possibly have created a whole narrative of your life and your reason and how you do things that has largely been based upon what is happening outside of your community that's not real? How about that? How about none of that stuff that you were consuming means anything to you? That's what I want people to get from that, is that if you're not looking at it from an eye like I was for a couple hours in hiking, uh, where you're just saying, oh, that's interesting. What I'm taking from that is how to see different opinions, how to learn these particular things, move on, you know, and use media, right? The digital world or meshing with the analog of um, that in-person environment with that. Um, you know, if you're, not, if you're not doing that, I need you to question if you actually really should be spending all your time on all the other stuff that's not surrounding you that doesn't matter anything to you. And this was going to be a question that I was going to ask my cohorts, which I don't have with me today, so maybe I'll just ask it to everyone who's listening in. It makes me wonder how we can create uh, an American fitness update for all states and a federal conversation around all things fitness for anyone that's interested. So I only took a couple of minutes to think about this, and there's nothing out there that is uh, connecting everyone. Um, and that's kind of sad, 
um, with regards to a federal or even a statewide access for fitness. Now, we all know why this is the case from my previous conversations on the lack of regulation and uh, lack of trust in the institutions or government. You know, they're, they're just veils of what they call health. It's really just sick care, but training and everything is inside of that, right? We, we all know those reasons, but um, on, the, on the back end of that, I don't know why we can't just find a way either maybe it's through Live a Larger Life podcast that can act as that or a stoking it, you know, to try to, or a spark, let's say, to try to get that to happen. But I think we do need to have um, a connecting um, thing that is the, that uh, everyone can go to, right, for this, uh, let's call it center uh, appeal to American fitness so that everyone in every area could, you know, get to understand things that we we know to be true, right? Like you can go to your park and exercise. Maybe some people didn't know that, right? Maybe some people didn't know that uh, walking four times a week is extremely uh, beneficial to one's health and vitality. Maybe people actually didn't know that, right? Maybe there's someone in Oregon who uh, never hears about the concept of patterns and pacing, right? or never even considered the idea that they were dependent on the uh, fitness market where they pay their personal trainer three times a week and they go to this gym that only makes money for a few people in uh, venture capitalism. You know, maybe they never, they never thought about that. And so how would you, how would you create that? And that, that was the question that I had for my, um, my co-hosts and that I'm asking of you, you know, maybe we could find a, a middle ground for America that has, you know, updates and, and conversation and, and things that could be interesting to all of us that could, again, you know, for that uh, thing that binds us all, let's call it America and let's call it all the states, you know, we could share ideas and we can create a, uh, you know, I'm, I won't hesitate on calling it, you know, what uh, I just heard Glenn Lowry in the back of my head called a progressive coalition. I guess that's what, that's what the word is. It's a, it's a coalition of individuals that just want to progress the idea of what uh, what I like and what I think is great for people, which is moving every day and eating real food and learning and adapting. So anyways, I don't know. Uh, anyway, if you want to write me to give some feedback or post it in the, uh, I guess, uh, comments, um, then by all means do it. Um, and uh, let me know what you think and let me know how we can, uh, how we can keep that going. Get to know our hosts and a sneak peek behind the scenes of the Live A Larger Life show when you follow us on Instagram at Live A Larger Life. We look forward to chatting with you there. So I kind of, I kind of, I did a pretty good job there. I, uh, you know, the, just to recap the hike, right? Uh, the thinking and the themes from the hike uh, in regards to journalism and then leading into fitness journalism, right? See, it was, it was pretty good. I tied a, tied a lot of it together. Um, and just because uh, as a pre pre to, this is also on the back end of it because I just finished listening to this um, and it'll, it'll go well with leading into the, to the monologue uh, as well as uh, tying into the previous topic. But um, it's where I, it's where I pulled that idea of, um, people getting this alarm feeling when they when they hear a piece of information that doesn't doesn't sit with them you know they they hear someone say something and immediately all they see 
Um, I'll just give you an example because I know there's a number of people like that. <coughs> uh, uh, ben Shapiro, who's a conservative uh, politi political pundit, and <coughs> um, when when Ben's name is mentioned, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, people people can't even listen to what what next comes out of my mouth in conversation, and I've just recognized that, right? So, so what I'm saying is that. Everyone, everyone has to recognize that you have to say and figure this out for yourself. Why do I already, regardless of what I'm going to say, you know, about Ben Shapiro or just using Ben as an example, why do you immediately, what Jonathan Haidt describes, you lose IQ points? Like within milliseconds, you lose IQ points. It's back to my point that I said, you have to go, you have to play a listening game on both sides with no emotional connection to it in order to come up with what is factual, right? Then you can derive, then you can derive some deeper meaning on, you know, where things, you know, remember the Colorado shooting idea, like where things come from and why that's the case. And, and it allows you to look why I thought, you know, see the important things inside, like the loss of lives, right? And the importance of lives, you know, and the importance of the relationships of those people whose lives were lost and their and their partners. We're like, that. that's where the situation should have been focused. And then we can back up and say, yeah, we all agree. We don't want that. We don't want people losing their lives to violence like that. Do you see, that's a center opinion that everyone would agree upon, but you're not going to get there if, back to my point, you immediately, upon hearing, you know, the words... Ben Shapiro or the words, you know, immediately you're like, I can't even, I've just lost IQ points. I can't go on with whatever is going to come out of your mouth of what that person said. That requires you to fix your shit. That's not for them to change the story or for to, or to, to, to bring in a different angle for you to understand it. You got to change your shit. Um, you got to say, why do I immediately like just, just go googly eyed um, or even start with this. Oh, I hate that. I hate that person, you know, or I hate, uh, I can't even, anything that comes out of that person's mouth, I can't, uh, can't handle. Um, we got to grow. We got to be better on that. Um, so I was listening to a Braver Angels podcast, which ironically is a, Braver Angels is an organization in the state. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a member. I shouldn't have said that out loud because I'm not even American citizen yet. So I hope that doesn't come back to haunt me. Um, so, uh, and we won't edit, th edit that. Uh, Braver Angels podcast, it talks about uh, how red and blue can have conversation. This is the, whole, the whole organization is based upon bringing everyone together in the same room and having conversation on the tough topics uh, like adults do. Um, anyways, I like, I love that organization for what they're looking to do. Um, and uh, anyways, Jonathan Haidt was on the podcast. Uh, he has written uh, Coddling of American Mind. Um, happiness hypothesis, uh, the righteous mind, um, great thinker, great writer. Um, and he spoke of that where, uh, uh, and this is quoting him, you know, a loss of IQ acutely when having something you don't like, uh, agree with, or is indifferent to you. So immediately, as when people hear those things, he's got social science to show it. He's got all the studies to, to back it up that says that it's very difficult to be in the middle if you don't do your work of recognizing um, how you're going to perceive any piece of information. 
So maybe that's a principle we can take away from today is that with my big story and our, you know, uh, my learnings and my growth based upon it and how to get there, the only way you're going to get there without having a like visceral, like, uh, you know, real challenging uh, conversation. You know, I even forget about that. Uh, I forget about the positives of what happens when people, you know, I'll just I'll just say that it's it's much more enjoyable and fulfilling, not exhausting. It's much more enjoyable and fulfilling when I'm able to have challenging conversations. Uh, when I could look over and look past that fact fact of how these particular topics, um, you know, light me up or trigger me right from the get go. So there is there is there is a sweeter piece on the other side that you could actually get into real challenging conversations with people with good intentions. And you, you know deep down you do have good intentions because you want to learn and because you already know that there's multiple sides to every story, right? And so anyways, the, Jonathan discussed that eloquently. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, that's the principle I want everyone to go away with today. It's very tough to be in the middle of particular things. Um, and the, but the, 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 the way that you're going to get there is not just saying, oh, I'm in the middle. Um, you're lying. Um, it's not possible. The only way to get there is growing. And that's growing through uh, really um, listening to and having conversations with, um, you know, you, if this is the middle, just have conversations here to get uh, comfortable, if you know what I'm saying, right? I'm not talking about um, radical you know, left thinking or extreme right ideology. I'm not talking about that. That if you, if you can handle it, possibly, I would say that might lead to some, a lot of problems. So just go here, right? And then, and then go here, right? And then over time, go here. And now the whole time where you're doing this, uh, you'll recognize what I've come to recognize. This whole thing is just the way that you have to disseminate information today, whether you like it or not. And there's no, there, there isn't this. Um, I don't know if some find that sad. I kind of find that sad, but there isn't this anymore, right? The Walter Cronkites and the Knowlton Nash. That was his name, the Canadian broadcaster. Any Canadians on here who are listening in will recognize that. Uh, there's no more Knowlton Nash. So you got to, you gotta, uh, like David Sachs would say, and uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, you got to mesh with the, the technology. You're just going to have to mesh with it. Um, and the only way to th do it is, uh, is to go through that discomfort. So... All right, that's a, a wrap up for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed, what's, it, what's this called? A solo cast. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the solo cast today and uh, look forward to seeing everyone next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you're on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and join us in the comments below.